And when the guys realize that victory over pornography or whatever it is they're struggling with is not them trying harder, but it's them yielding more to Christ, what happens is you start seeing a whole shift in their value system. Welcome to The Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. This podcast is here to advance the revolution Jesus started, a revolution of the free, the fire starters, the troublemakers, and the zealots. I interview people who I think are awesome, who have heard that revolutionary call and are going after Jesus with their whole heart. If you listen to this show and join our community, I know God is going to speak to you. I believe God wants to change the world through you, through your unique gifts and talents He's given you. This podcast is here to be a voice of encouragement in your life, a voice that says, with God you can, and with God you will. Let's get rolling. So today on The Killing Fire, I have the privilege of having David Riffle on the show. Did I get that right, Riffle? Yep, you got it. And uh, you are based out of uh, Wichita, Kansas. So uh, I don't know that I've had anybody from Kansas yet. Well, right in the center of the United States. Yeah. All cool directions and all, all, different, all different coasts. So we're going to be talking about your recent book called Mentoring Warriors, and uh, this is going to be a great topic um, and and great title as well. So why don't we just jump right into it. Um, The tagline for your book says, coming alongside men that are uh, 18 to 30 years old. And uh, so let's just talk a little bit about, like, where did this come from? Why did you write this book? You know, I'm in my 50s, and uh, there was a time in my life when I was that age, 18 to 30. And I will tell you that essentially, even though I made a lot of good successes during that age of life, which we call it a warrior because that's just that kind of age, that stage and age of life where they're just trying to figure a lot of things out. It's not just, hey, let's get together for a Bible study, although that may be part of it. It is, it's definitely diving into their lives, walking alongside them through, frankly, some areas of life where they chose to do stupid and um, they're in a crisis yeah. and they need to figure out what to do. And having somebody like that, that they can trust someone who they feel safe with, someone they know that will ultimately give them some godly wisdom, um, that's what attracts these guys, what I find. What do you feel like you have gained understanding in in stepping into this sort of, you know, helping others in their their 18 to 30s? What have you learned? I've learned that regardless of your age as a man, a lot of those same issues that those young guys are facing, and there's kind of like six different categories, I'm facing today, you're probably facing them today too. It's those same issues but it's that ability to take some of the things that I've learned, even through some of my successes and failures, and be able to take those and go back into kind of their side where they're at in their 20s and walk with them and um, just kind of guide them in ways that uh, might help them become better, stronger men. Um, those six areas tend to be things like self-management, I mean, I'm talking basic things from whether it's personal hygiene to financial or time management. Uh, Other things like life skills, you know, some guys, they've never changed a tire before. 
or they don't know how to fix a toilet, or just some basic things that uh, one of the one of states are going to need to do on their own. Um, another one is their education and career. You know, not everybody maybe needs to go to college, and they need some kind of guidance to kind of figure out what I call is what's their unique kingdom voice. How has God wired them? And what are ways that uh, they can help, you know, we can help them kind of discover what that is. A couple other areas that we deal with are uh, relationships. You know, a lot of times at that age, they're dealing with dating. They're dating with possibility of marriage. Uh, breakups. There's a lot of those guys that have cried on my shoulder about different things. Yeah. And then uh, a couple other ones that we talk about are faith. You know, is it my faith? Is it my parents' faith? Um, and then the other one is um, identity. Simply, what does it mean to be a man? And part of that, frankly, becomes a big discussion part is purity. How do we as men um, remain godly and pure regardless of our age? A lot of the choices that I've, where I'm at right now in my 50s, a lot of those choices were made in my 20s. So do you have like an example from from those times, you know, when you were 18 or or 19 about, you know, where, man, if I only had a mentor at this point, you know, this would have really made a difference. Yeah, I'm going to give you a couple of examples here. I would say one, and I'm going to be kind of, uh, kind of transparent here. Guys in that age, uh, let's just say they struggle a lot with um, purity, right? And struggle a lot with um, I call it raging hormones. And um, so you know, um, I've struggled with some pornography, hmm. and it put me in some some patterns of guilt and shame that that I just didn't want anybody to know about. Yeah. And now what I've realized in hindsight that. Had I had a mentor that I could trust and that I could just kind of be gut level honest with, I think there would have been some healthier accountability. I think there would have been more direction to uh, really bring those struggles to Christ earlier in my life. Hmm. And um, I, I think that would be one that that probably plagued me a lot in my career. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me um, make a comment here. So, um, so if you're younger and you're listening to this, you may feel that sort of like uh, accountability, or uh, yeah, you know, my friends know that I struggle with whatever. But one of the things that I experienced when I was young was, yeah, all of us struggled, and we all kind of felt better because we all had the similar struggle, but nobody was getting better. Nobody was getting victory over pornography. Nobody was actually getting pure. They were just all sharing amongst themselves. And I remember even going for prayer uh, as a younger man. And then this man in his probably 60s or early 70s, basically before he prayed for me about pornography, he said, well, why don't you pray for me too after we're done? And I was like, shoot me, please. You know, like I'm in my 20s and you're in your 70s and you're saying I'm going to struggle with this the rest of my life? Like literally shoot me. This is ridiculous. Like does God have no power? Is there really no power in the gospel? Like this is ridiculous. I'm done. And, um, and then I started to meet men who are older that had victory, that actually were pure. 
that actually didn't go and do what everybody did. And it gave me hope. And I was like, wait a minute. I thought everybody did this. And the reality is, no, not everybody does it. There is victory. There is purity. There is a gospel that's stronger than that sin or any other sins, but that one is pretty pretty strong to struggle against, especially for young men. And to have a mentor that says, you can do it. By the grace of God, I've done it. You can do it. That just in and of itself to have an example of somebody that actually has done something is huge. And I guarantee you there are young men in marriage troubles, kid troubles, pornography troubles, and all they actually need is somebody that says there's hope. <laughs> you know, there's 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 a way out. There's here's some things that I've learned along the way that have really helped me. You know, and it, and it man, and that's not you live that, and then if you live it and own it, you can give it. Does that make Absolutely. sense? Oh, man, I resonate with you on that. That is exactly what I see happening. At Mint. And, you know, I think one of the hesitations, you were talking earlier about, you know, what, what was kind of my impetus for doing this. Sometimes there's a fear in that faith, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, maybe I'm not perfect, or I'm not, I yeah. have all my act totally together, together, and look at all these failures I've done. But also I look at it this way too, through those failures and the successes that I've seen in my own life, because I brought those to the Lord, I can be that guy that brings hope mm. and say, you know what, you are more than your actions. Mm. There is an identity in you that Christ has placed. I go back to that phrase, that unique kingdom voice. And when they start to realize that there is hope in the gospel, uh, one of the phrases that I use with these guys a lot yeah, it's in my book, but it's called um, God made no provision for you to live the Christian life. None. He made every provision for the Holy Spirit to live the life of Christ through you. Mm. Therefore, you don't have to try harder. You just need to yield more. And when the guys realize that victory over pornography or whatever it is they're struggling with is not them trying harder, but it's them yielding more to Christ, what happens is you start seeing a whole shift in their value system. Mm. And when they have those pains in life, which they're going to happen, um, instead of running to go back to that thing, to self-medicate, now they're starting to turn to Christ. And we can talk about how accountability works in that process um, and how there's some signs that I've seen where God is really changing these guys. It's, it's just been amazing. Yeah, like even that, what a what a paradigm shift, right? Because guys love the try harder message, right? Man up, try harder, and and it's just so funny. It doesn't. I mean, it takes several years of that program before they're like, "Am I not strong enough? Is my faith not strong enough? Am I not man enough?" And it's like, no, you're just doing it the wrong way. You know, there there is. When you are weak, you are strong. When you surrender, you receive, you know, supernatural strength. And that whole, you know, I can, you know, get to heaven through my own effort. God bless you. It ain't going to happen. Right. <laughs> performance doesn't work that way. Not performance doesn't. We always think that if I just work a little harder, it's gonna, it's all gonna happen. It doesn't. It, it, it's, it's that brokenness. It's that willingness to, to yield, to repent. And say, God, I'm, I'm, I'm an undone man, and um, take me for what I am. And let me tell you, that is exactly in the moments 
uh, when a guy is kind of rock bottom, that um, you start to see the gospel really take shape in the young guy's life. So if you were to speak to uh, folks that would, would consider, um, you know, helping younger men out, what, what would you tell them? I mean, you've been doing this now a while. What would you tell them? What else would you tell them? Well, if I was sitting down with a friend, you know, and uh, I think it's Luke, I'm like you with the Bible, I don't know all the exact verses, but I think it's in Luke chapter 9, Jesus talks to his disciples and he says, you know, uh, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Pray to the Lord of the harvest to provide workers. And it's this idea that um, if you look at this age of warriors, 18 to 30, there are 22 million of those guys in America. In my in Wichita, in my metro area, there's about 650,000 people. There's about 50,000 of those guys. And from the research we've done, about 2 to 4% have a mentor. So just you can do the math, and that means in Wichita, of the 650,000 uh, people, there's 50,000 young men, about 1,000, 2,000 of them have mentors. So just there, the harvest is plentiful. Yeah. And I would say if you're a follower of Christ, um, there's more to life than just improving your golf game, although that may be your thing, that's fine, or working on cars or whatever your hobby is. There are things that God's doing in your life, and through the call of Scripture, He wants you. You're going you're, you're to find your spiritual life so much more rewarding if you are invest, investing in other people. Um, 2 Timothy 2.2 is one of my great verses I like to talk about. Paul is talking to Timothy, and he says this. Paul says to Timothy, he says, The things that you've heard from me in the presence of many witnesses entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So if you look at that verse, there's like four different generations in there, four different spiritual generations. And I think about, you know, if, if God uses me and finds a Timothy that I can pour my life into, and that Timothy learns the art of spiritual reproduction, and he invests in another guy, there will be four generations of life of men affected for Christ and for the gospel. Long after probably I'm dead and gone. And if my life can have that kind of impact on other people, then that's where I want to be. There is so much reward in um, investing your life in other people. Um, I would tell some guys those things. I often like to draw the analogy, if you know anything about Israel and the, uh, the Sea of Galilee and the difference with the uh, Dead Sea. The Sea of Galilee is full of water, or full of life and fish, and the water is fresh, and there's water coming into the sea, there's water leaving the sea. That's where everybody fishes, right? All the stories that Jesus told about fishing were all up there, all those fishers of men. But you go down downstream, down to the Dead Sea, what do you get? It's salty, there's no life. And the difference is, in the Sea of Galilee, Life is coming in and life is going out. In the Dead Sea, it's all going in and nothing's coming out. And a guy who's older, who's frankly probably a great candidate to be a mentor, if all he's doing is living for himself, now he may be a saved man, but if he's just living for himself, he's kind of like the Dead Sea. 
So David, so if, if people want to follow up with um, Mentoring Warriors book or anything else you're doing, where would they go? Well, they can first check out our website. It's uh, mentoring-warriors.com, mentoring-warriors.com. So they can check it out there. You can buy the book there. Um, we're actually getting T-shirts now. You can buy those too. Or, you know, if you want to, you can also um, go to Amazon, um, target.com, and a bunch of other websites are also carrying the book as well. That's great. Well, it, you know what? It is... Uh such a great resource uh, for for with practical tools, right? You're really helping equip men to be that mentor. So uh, thank you so much for, for what you do. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want more information on The Kindling Fire, go to our website, thekindlingfire.com. There you can learn how you can join the Firestarters. That is a community that I'm sending free e-courses, Bible devotionals. We're doing special challenges to really help you guys move towards the dreams that God has placed in you. I'm also on Instagram at The Kindling Fire. And as always, be awesome.